The mics are on. The glasses are full. It's time for Balls and Brew. In this segment of Balls and Brew, we began a new series that we're calling our Beer Influencer Series, where we pick people who kind of do what we do in their industry, but in some various uh, way, uh, platform, or um, just or location even, uh, throughout, throughout our local area and throughout the United States. Uh, we pick people who are doing it big, you know, who are really affecting uh, people's choices in beer and doing it in a tremendous way. Uh, an often fun way, and definitely in an informative way. Um, for, to launch this series, I couldn't think of anybody better than to pick the uh, the craft beer connoisseur. So those of you who um, who follow beer on Instagram, uh, you may know who she is. Uh, her name's Chris Hughes. Uh, she is a, a beer influencer out of the Atlanta area. Uh, she was uh, previously down here in Tampa, but she moved to Atlanta, and now she's just kicking ass up there in Atlanta, uh, talking about beer on the local level and showing tremendous uh, pictures of just beer, beers from all over the country on her Instagram feed. Uh, so uh, if you and if you follow her Instagram feed, which is the Craft Beer Connoisseur on Instagram, you'll see uh, tremendous pictures of exotic beers, uh, lots of sours, lots of just fun stuff, and, and you'll see the, the personality and love for beer uh, it just ooze throughout the pictures um and there's the same way this interview uh this is one of the the i would say one of the best and most passionate interviews that that we've ever had on the show um we talked about her journey uh in beer and we as well as uh the things that that the beers that she likes to try uh the things that are important to her um in terms of advancing the craft beer industry especially in terms of its diversity in terms of 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 race and and ethnicity and 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 gender in the beer industry and that and we learned so and we also learned what she's um what she's doing going forward how how she's affecting the um the beer industry not just uh through her feed and on social media but but in um and offline within the atlanta area uh fascinating interview great person um i can definitely say that she's a friend of the show um and so i and i know that you will dig this interview so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Cheers. Hey, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Six o'clock, off of work. Drinking oh, a beer. Nice, nice. Ready for this interview. Hell yeah. Six o'clock. <laughs> it must be central time zone where you are. <laughs> I, I know, I know. What's going on? Are you uh, are you not are you not in the Atlanta area right now? Yeah, I am in Atlanta. I've just been busy with work a lot lately. Um most of my counterparts work in Cali, so they're running a few hours behind. So usually most uh, of my business runs towards the later part of the day. So sometimes I get stuck. You know, sitting at the computer after six o'clock, unfortunately. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's why we have koozies, right? <laughs> that's why we have koozies, and that's why I work at home. There we <laughs> go. Oh man, I can relate to that. Hell yeah, you're living the dream. I have to, to <laughs> deal with the commute each day. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I, I am envious of anybody who can commute, and really, especially with Atlanta, because you got that, that's that's key to be able to work from home. That commute is ridiculous. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually still work remote with my company from out of uh, St. Pete, so um, I haven't been back to Florida and Tampa in a while, but I try to make my way there every couple of months to kind of pop by the office, but I do know about that drive from Tampa across the Howard Franklin into uh, St. Pete, so oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> after that's... years of doing that, I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying sitting at the house right now. Oh, hell yeah. No, you're, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving even more envious as you as you're ha- as you're talking i'm literally like man what am i doing with my life <laughs> you know, so but um, but hey let's get the let's okay so let's get this going without any further ado and this um and what we i i do a lot of editing so we so some of this will be in a part of it some of it you know some of it may not so just uh just to let you know cool. um so sorry with the introduction uh, the mics are on the glasses are full this is balls and brew Hey Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? Not a whole lot, man. Just hanging out here. What'd All you right. do? I I'm just hanging out here too. Okay. Wow, we're just gonna. Why don't we just hang out together? Cool. Good. Good idea. All right. You think you like that? We okay. should put a calendar of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we could even call someone and get them on as well. We could. We could call someone in the Atlanta area, 
and have them come talk to us as well. But they better like beer. Oh, oh yeah, they if they don't if they don't like beer, then I don't like them. I mean, that's just that's just how yeah, it is, that's true. you know. So I mean, they have to like beer. That's imperative. So and so as luck would have it, I'm on Instagram a lot, and there is someone who dominates Instagram with awesome pictures, killer beers, just life and personality, and it is is the craft beer connoisseur. And that, and today we have we have Chris, the craft beer connoisseur. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing much better now after that uh, wonderful and amazing uh, intro. I appreciate. it. <laughs> I so agree. I, I feel deflated. Oh yeah, just Kevin. Nobody important. Oh no, no, no. You, no you're a value too, Kevin. You're oh, good. I'm sure I am. Uh, no, you know I um I thoroughly enjoy your Instagram. I am. I always feel uh, super this uh, thirsty. Like I see stuff and I'm like, man, I, I need to try that. I need to try that right now. I need to find it. And if I can't find it, I need to find something similar. Um, and I, I think that that's what just kind of drew me to your Instagram, uh, feed because I just, you, you have so many different types of beers, uh, the color, the personality that, that, that's radiated from it. And I, so I just enjoy it. And, and plus I, I used to live in Atlanta. So I, um, so, so it's a little bit of, 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 you know, longing for, for the A. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, so, I guess first and for, foremost, okay. So, is, is tell us about how. Actually, you know what I really want to know. Okay, so you list yourself as a as a, yeah. as a beer influencer, um, and I, I've read some articles that that say that. And I would definitely say, uh, looking at your following and and how much how much you post, you're definitely a beer influencer. How how does one become a beer influencer? Well. I mean, I feel like the whole influencer term is for the millennials, and it's very new. So um, let's just say I probably became an influencer within the last year or two, but that's because the term influencer became popular. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I guess before that, I was a connoisseur. If I were to to come out with a channel now or, you know, just start getting into my beer journey now, I'd probably call myself the beer influencer or something. But um, (laughs) I think just uh, over – yeah, over time, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. I've been running my um, my Instagram blog. I'm not really, I don't do too much outside of that. I have a few things on YouTube, started a little Facebook page, but most of my interaction and engagement comes from Instagram. So okay. I've been doing that since about 2014. It's been almost five years. I started um, in September of 2014, just as an interest, wasn't really, you know, much into beer and stuff. And then started kind of going from there, exploring more beers, going to uh, different breweries that were local, mm-hmm. going to different beer events, started going to festivals, and just started, you know, gaining an interest in a palate for beer along the way. So here we are about four or five years later, still being consistent, um, mm-hmm. taking my brand, well, created a brand actually, which I had no idea I was going to be doing that, but created a, a brand somewhere down the line as a, you know, blogger, and um, started putting out more focused material for people who were asking for certain things, whether it be, hey, give us your reviews on these beers or cover this style or can we get some series or videos and things like that. So started doing that, gathered some um, merch and put that together, too. And, um, you know, I've uh, done a lot. I've been on panels. Um, I've been asked by breweries and other uh, organizations and stuff to come out and, you know, participate with them. So... All of that over the last few years has really contributed to me being an influencer in beer. Um, Not so much even the following on Instagram, which is cool to have a couple thousand followers. And I see people with thousands and thousands of them, trust me. But um, at the end of the day, uh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, those are truly um, all organic followers. I've never paid for any posts. I've never asked for anyone to share stuff or paid for likes, as I like to call it. Um, Those are true uh, you know, organic followers and people who I seek out as well who love and, you know, have an interest for beer the same way that I do. So I think just me being an organic person and being, you know, real uh, a real and natural person and just, you know, loving beer and showing that to everyone else, that's really why they, you know, give me some credit to be a true beer influencer. Plus, over all of these years, I would hope if I'm drinking beer, I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about beers. So I think that adds a little bit to the credibility, too. Hey, it's this chick on here. She posts beer every single day. She knows her beer. And, um, yeah, so that, that encompasses me becoming and being a beer influencer. And uh, with my social media following, um, you know, 
I can use it to my leverage, but most times it's just me, you know, putting my experiences out there for what I, you know, come across in craft beer, um, you know, letting other people know what's good out there to try. Cool. Yeah, but aside from even being beer knowledgeable, you're you're a kick-ass interview, I can tell already. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you probably need to have your own podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, don't get don't don't give me any ideas. Ah uh, man, all it, all it takes is a mic and recorder, Chris. That's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, no, no, definitely no. I, I, yeah, I definitely see your passion as it comes through, um, and just in just in describing that. Uh, t- okay, so in terms, I mean, you just you mentioned okay, you've seen pe- you know people out there with thousands and thousands of followers, and there's a lot of people who I mean, I'm on Instagram, you're on Instagram. There's a lot of people who talk about beer, who show who do pictures of beer, who gets beers from beer trades or whatever. They're on Instagram. What can people get from your Instagram platform that's unique that they can't get that other people that you can't get anywhere else? Well, for one, um, I'm not a Campbell's Soup person. And by Campbell's <laughs> Soup person, I mean I drink a beer and, mm, mm, that's good. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't usually give those. Yeah, I see that a lot out here in the beer community. Really, even that you mentioned that, you know, all of the pictures and stuff, and you see people with stuff. They post pictures all day. They don't really, they don't really talk about beer. Yeah. They don't usually, you know, get on their story or provide some type of, you know, even an instantaneous response, whether you feel like that's the best response or it's not a good response. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. You're tasting the beers, your experience, you put it out there. So I think I make people very comfortable making beer, comfortable with their palate, comfortable about trying stuff that's new. And um, I think that just because I'm truly just a diverse and a different face in craft beer and I'm not over here, you know, following anyone's rules or doing it by anybody else's guidelines. I'm out here enjoying beer and, you know, showing it to everyone in every way that I can. I think that's what really attracts people to me. Um, Maybe it's the personality, too, that comes with it. But I think that's what really pulls people in and keeps them engaged. Because even with um, my following with Instagram over the last few years, um, I'm at about 4,000, a little over 4,000 now. I really got a good boost with my following recently when I did a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. But um, for the... Yeah, for the most part, like, you know, some people, I, uh, inevitably, they get into the trend of, oh, I want to be a beer blogger and start a beer page. And then here I have all these people following me who haven't touched their page since 2016. But um, yeah. I try to keep up with a lot of people on my page and stay engaged with them because, like, that's so critical and important to me. Like, you know, talking to people, engaging with them, asking what they're drinking, letting them know what I'm drinking. Like, you know, always being a part of that, what's trending, um, you know, talking about it. I just posted something recently about lactose IPAs. And I called people out to say, tell me what you think about lactose IPAs or milkshake IPAs. What do you think about this trend? And, um, you know, it's not just me just throwing a photo out there or doing something for a like and doing something for, you know, the wrong attention. I'm really, you know, about my beer. And because of that, I think that's, you know, that's something that people see and that definitely probably pulls them in. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, no, I, 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 I can see that. I can definitely see, see the, the passion. And I think that's, kind of the hard part sometimes with with Instagram I mean there's lots of pretty pictures and there's lots of like right. cool you know cool stuff that you you don't normally see and but yeah. to try to tell a story through the picture whatever it is like whatever the story is you know you know it can be challenging and so that you know um, so that that's I get I can definitely see that in, in, the, in the beers more than just uh, okay I've got this one beer that you can't get in your market you know, like, you know, right. you know it's, it's actually like a like something that, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is the story behind it. This, you know, is told through the pictures, it's told through what's what's said, in, you know, what you say in your, in your in your caption. You know, I think I think all of that is, is critical. And so that that's that's definitely cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. So but um, yeah. Nah, so switching uh, gears, though. Tell me, I guess, tell me a little bit about, about you're, you're in Atlanta, and Atlanta's emerging beer scene. Tell us a little bit about, about beer in Atlanta. Definitely. Yeah, so, t- yeah, tell us about a little bit about beer in Atlanta. What makes the be- Atlanta beer scene distinctive from, say, other, other <laughs> southern cities, you know? <laughs> well, um, I, well, originally I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised. Yeah, and I saw that. I went to school at USF. Yeah, I went to school um, at USF. Okay, Tampa, go Bulls. So. I was right. in Go Bulls. Yeah, that's my yeah. grounds. I went to school 
uh, graduated in 2012 and spent a few years working in Tampa until I moved up here about two years ago almost. Okay. So um, it's been it's still fairly new to Atlanta. Um, definitely probably going to make this a little bit more of a permanent thing for me in the next few years. But um, I will say this. When I left Tampa, the beer scene was booming. Yeah. Like Tampa was moving into the picture, like into the into the craft beer capital. Like, yeah. you know, like Tampa was really and it's not so much that just the breweries that were coming out of there. It was the good beer that's coming out of there. It was not like, you know, nobody's half stepping. When I left Tampa, nobody knew who Angry Chair was. That was yeah. my local brewery in Seminole Heights. Now? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're on the national were, scene like, now. Yeah. Dying to get their hands on some freaking Angry Chair. So um, coming into Atlanta, it was totally different. Um, I felt like no one out here was really trying to master their own styles or really be like the owner of this is our beer, this is our signature classic. If you enjoy this style or if you want more of this, come here which is kind of what I got in Tampa. Um, Coming to Atlanta, it seemed like it was just like, it seemed not artificial in a sense, but when you come, when you live here in Atlanta, there's a certain type of lifestyle people live out here. Oh, yeah. I I lived in Atlanta uh, for five years. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So, you know, you could probably get a little bit more feel of what I'm saying when there's like this whole artificial atmosphere and there's like these people out here who are just trying to, you know, Get their little 15 minutes of fame. And unfortunately, I felt when I first moved out here, that kind of trickled into the beer industry. I was noticing that there were beers that were literally being duplicated across the board. Like, huh. oh, let's do this. Um, let's just keep it. I don't want to say any particular names. But oh, yeah. let's use they, this. Uh, <laughs> they, this this beer this does really idea. well in, in San Diego. Right, right. So let's or, make the exact same. They make a clone right. of it for yeah, the Atlanta market. That, like you have one person. Yeah, you have one person that comes out with a, uh, a let's say, a Galaxy Hop Forward beer. Yeah. Now, this beer is trending. You have every single brewery around Atlanta coming up with these galactic gal- Galaxy Hop <laughs> beers. And it's just like, you know, like, you guys are like just trying to copy somebody else to kind of seem like, oh, we did it better. And yeah. it's like, I don't appreciate we did it better because all of you failed on execution, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but I appreciate is, hey... I know when I go to Scofflaw, those are I call them the king of IPAs. Scofflaw Brewing, they're right out here near me in Smyrna, Georgia. Okay, but um, okay. they're the king of IPAs. When I go, if anyone asks me and they want a good IPA, I send them over to Scofflaw. Um, if you want a good variety of beers, I can send them over to Torch Hot Brewing, uh, which okay. is also a brew pub and a brewery. But you still get that. You can walk over to one side and get your brewery aspect, and then you can walk over and be in a full. Uh, brew pub like you know restaurant experience if you want to but it's, it's, it's they brew their own beer it's a true brewery and they have a good diverse menu of stuff and um nice. i'm starting to notice now like you know certain people are starting to master their crafts in that sense of hey you guys are acknowledged for this style put that style out orpheus brewing one of my top and one of my favorite breweries here because i love sours they're the king of sours they have a barrel age program that's the kind of yeah. stuff that I like to see with my local breweries. Okay. Wasn't the case, like I said, when I first got here, when I started to see all of this galaxy, 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 this and that, and, oh, we're going to jump on this trend, and, oh, we're going to do a milkshake, and, oh, we're going to yeah. this. Yo, like, you know, figure yeah. out what it is that works for you as a brewery and what the people like and then produce that. And I think they yeah. – I think because now the beer scene in Georgia is growing more and also laws have changed, which is nothing I'm going to bring up, but laws have changed, they can be a little bit more creative. Yeah. And they're understanding the importance of, you know, executing that beer style the way it should be versus just putting something out there that, you know, you have cans of that's really going to sit on the shelf. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, That that's – and you get—it's bound to happen in a city like Atlanta. Like Atlanta does have that sort of kind of a plastic sort of Hollywoodish, you know, thing going on, you know, whatever. And that's that's kind of the one thing that kind of sort of repelled me from Atlanta when I lived there. Is just after a while, I got you know tired of. Having it wasn't to, the traffic. Oh, that the traffic too. But you know, I felt like you know sometimes I would, I would oh, yeah. come from working out. And, you know, I just want to run into Publix right quick and just grab, like, a sub. And I felt like I needed, like, shower, change clothes. I lived in Buckhead. So, like, you know, I feel like I needed to shower, change clothes. Oh, yeah. You know, make, make sure make sure what I had on looked, looked decent. Yeah, I don't get that because I figure like you go to Roussan's and get just absolutely shit-faced. And everyone's like, yeah, I eat sushi there, too. It's cheap. And I get hammered as well. Let's do sake bumps. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, it, well, it only has a big city. So you're going to get people yeah, but that, that's in Buckhead, though. 
I just that's just one place in Buckhead though. Oh, you know? oh okay, and all maybe right. Fe, maybe Fellini's. Yeah. Like you know, Fellini's is pretty it's, low key. It's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, but everything else, man, it's just like doggone. The the public's on on the public's at the Peach, not locate not a low key place at all apparently. So um, all right. so but yeah, so, <laughs> Manhattan South apparently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it, you know, and so that that drew me away from. But it's but you know, over time, people coming in. Get so many people coming in and their own tastes and desires to uh, to to make you know a better product. I mean that's bound to happen, and it, I'm sure that Atlanta will continue to grow from even, from even where it's at right now in terms of their beer scene. I mean it has to I mean, like five million people. So um, and so yeah, so so I, I, I yeah. can see that, I can definitely see that happening. Um, so okay, so it's the best beer that you've had had in the last six months. Best beer that I've had in the and last. If you want, we, we can we can label months. it down. We can like tailor it down to like styles. I mean, I, I like dark and heavies, but I also love IPAs too. So in fact, if I was gonna pick something, <laughs> I probably double IPA would probably be more of my like premier flavor. I'm more of a porter oh, guy. Let me think. Okay, okay, I could tell you the beer that just changed my life most recently. Okay, change your like life. That I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> um, I got a. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with Eric. Um, Uncapped everything. Who's um from? Uh, well, he's from Virginia. He just moved back with his family, but he's lived here in Atlanta for a while, and um, we became good friends here. Yeah. Uh, just you know, networking on the beer scene and stuff, and he sent me a little porch bomb of a few beers from the Ville. Uh, they have a collaboration brew. Here it is with Omnipolo. It's called Tefnut. It's mm. a triple fruited Imperial Goza with raspberries. It's eleven percent. Oh my gosh, that. this beer was. Uh, they only sell it in heaven. So yeah, all right. Unless you're willing to die and go to heaven, get <laughs> Probably ain't gonna find that. That's, that's gonna be hard to find. It. <laughs> yeah, so. What would you sidecar oh, that was, with? Would that be like so like a little, like, little raspberry donut or something? Man, it, it, yo, it was it was a juice bomb. Is really what it was. It was. Well, I don't, and I've never had anything. I guess because I love sour beers. That's my thing. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Knows oh that. yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna ask. Beers. I was gonna ask you about that too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely my well, now my favorite style of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sarasota Arcane. I've had some of their stuff. Um, I had some of their stuff recently at Southern Grist. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I bumped into them. Okay, cool. But yeah, this one was different, and I've never had a beer that was like triple fruited or double fruited, I guess you could say. Or maybe it was never labeled on my can as triple or double double fruited. Um, I don't know too much about what that means. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that, man. Brewing process. Yeah, I have to look in. Usually, when I see stuff like that, I go and do my research and look into it. But or I'll ask the brewery. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just a huge juice bomb. It was tart. It was balanced right. It was pretty. Mm. It was just a great, magnificent beer. And somebody did tell me, "Be careful! It might put you on your ass." Eleven percent. <laughs> it did get me a little bit there. Oh, did yeah, but, yeah, man, yeah. It was, yeah I got you. That was breathtaking mm. beer. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Okay. Was it, okay. So give me give me the name of it again, so I can. I, I can yeah, because we're going to be looking this. That one up. is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one's by the Veil. I actually messaged that one to you guys on your Instagram. Um, it's the Veil and Omnipolo. It's a collaboration brew, and okay. um, it is Tefna T E F N U T. It's a triple fruited Imperial Goza L with uh, raspberries, and it's eleven percent ABV. Okay. Okay. That that that's gonna be worth trying. I might I might have to have to mess with that. See what's up. So okay. So it's what's the most bizarre beer you've had in the last in the last six months? Okay. Good. 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 Because I had another one that I was looking at. The most bizarre <laughs> beer that I've had very recently, which was another porch bomb. I've actually been into the whole beer trading thing mm-hmm. very recently, but that's yeah. because um, I really needed. I, I need to get my hands on you know stuff that's you know. Outside of my region, outside of my area, and yeah. what I have access to. Oh yeah, of course. Outside of beer shares same, as well, like you know, same here. Distribution within distribution. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The distribution and the laws around here are crap. But you know, like mm-hmm. being a, a beer influencer and a blogger, and you know, doing this for years and stuff. Like, I can only review so many local beers and local breweries so much. Yeah, like same you know, throwing so amp things up a bit. I got to get my hands on the good stuff. So Man, well, your that's been, I would imagine they would send it right to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes. I ask people; they'll send it to me. Yeah, um, because they want you to. They want, they want to hear the truth. They want you to review the it and, and post it. 
Oh, yeah, they want me to review it. So they'll let me know, hey, we'll send you stuff. And, you know, I know people are particular about sending the beers or mail, but um, they'll either let me know, hey, when you're in this area, please stop by. We'll take care of you. Or either they'll, you know, send me stuff. But that's why I'm planning this year to do a little bit more travel now that I'm settled here in Atlanta and got everything together. I can take my time out to start traveling a bit more. So that trip to Tennessee was great. Um, visited for breweries. They're, they were great there. But the most bizarre beer I had, Yes. I want to say, did this one have a zero IBU? Did it? Oh, maybe. Uh, was it, was it from Butcher. here? Oh, okay. No, it was from Hot Butcher, and it's the Galaxy Traveling Sciences. It's hmm. a Galaxy Hopped American Pale Ale infused with arcane distilled hot oils. Hmm. That, I, would, I would certainly and try that. it was... Yeah, I've tried for yeah, the hell of it. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> clear beer. Yeah, it was like a very pale beer it was almost white oh wow oh man yeah that was a very unique beer and fortunately for me it was delicious oh man that, that beer was good as hell um and it was it like what it was, was good, good about it like what'd you like and, about well, it? well at first one you know you see it i think it was zero ibu i have to double check my notes on that one because I know I had a zero IBU beer recently, but it's just like, how the hell are you get a beer zero IBU? What do I know? Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that was probably what was unique about it to me. Um, and if it wasn't zero IBU, it was definitely a low IBU on that one. But okay. uh, it, the way it poured out, the appearance and everything was different. I've never heard of distilled uh, hop oils being infused into any beer. So just the whole beer in itself was attractive. It's a galaxy traveling scientist. I like the packaging and labeling on there. And it is something that's, you know, an experiment. Like, you know, the the, the galaxy hop uh, infusing with the um, hop oils and stuff like that is just different all around. So yeah. um, I thought that was cool and unique about it. Hmm. Fortunately, it was a while ago and I had that one. So I don't really remember too much about the beer and what was impressive about it with the taste. Maybe it was a little like that grape must type flavor in there, I want to hmm. say. I like anything that tastes like muscadine grapes or grape must. I love grape must stuff. It drives me crazy. Oh, wow. I feel like that might have been in there and it made me happy about it, but um, <laughs> that and the IBU was just really different and really cool. Oh, cool, cool. That, that, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around what that would taste like, a combination of things that you mentioned, like what, it would, what that would taste like. That's, and, then, and then to be clear, near clear, too, it's like, wow, I, I mean, yeah. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. So, like, okay, how would that be? Did it, have, did it have head when you poured it out? Yeah, because, we, yeah, we see beer in all like, types of colors and stuff, and this one is, like, a light. I mean, it's pale. It's like a pale straw color. Okay, so okay. it's like carbonated straw, water almost. Like straw gives you a, yeah, 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 it, it, yeah. So it's like a seltzer water yeah, that's got it's... beer smell and beer taste. Yeah. is a slightly a little darker than what it really okay. looks like. Okay, that works. Okay. It was okay. very white. Okay, all right, all right. Man, okay, all right, well, cool, cool. Well, okay, so to, on to sours. Now, you, okay, obviously through your page, was it, was it the was it one thousand nine hundred? Was it I mean, 2018 sours and twenty eighteen or something like that? <laughs> am I getting the two thousand nineteen beers in twenty nineteen? Oh, How okay. am I going to do it? I oh man! Know. Oh my god! You're, you're going to need like a second liver or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I do have a second person who decided that they would split it in half with me because oh, okay. um, she's a, a military chick and she hasn't. I think she's like combat and stuff like she's like like off the radar for months at a time so uh, okay. she reached out recently and was like you're doing 2019 beers i'll be done with this and that and i'm going to start drinking beer again and i'm going to drink half well, like, okay we'll see how that works well, there you go <laughs> because right about now it's march 20th i'm supposed to be pacing at about 160 beers a month and i am let me open my booklet because uh-huh. i actually have been Writing everything. You have to pour out like a ton of everywhere. It. Yeah, I mean, that'd be yeah. The... This is this is the stuff that I yeah. enjoy about. This is what makes it fun for me. And truly, I know I'm not going to reach 2019 beers, oh, but it's yeah, really yeah. fun, you know, just putting the challenge together. We have our own it. saying. Um, something's like four ounce good, but but I think you'd have a lot of cans and bottles that are probably getting <laughs> provided to you by a lot of these uh, uh, brewers. 
And I could totally see you basically yeah. just pouring pouring yourself a tiny little flight and just having leftover beer and saying, well, if I like it, I might drink the rest of it otherwise. And then you could have like four at once right there. And you could probably do that a couple times a day. It's true. Yeah. It's yeah. true. But, you know, I never really thought of I only get one good idea per day, so like use it hell. wisely. <laughs> um, I mean, I would even I would even invest in probably getting like you don't need like the paddle or anything, but you could just get the little four ounce glasses, and you could probably sit there and you could oh, yeah. you could probably Facebook live it, you can Instagram live it, and just take a picture or film yourself doing the flight, and you could have the cans up there, the bottles, showing people what you're doing. Yeah, have some type of number counter at the top, to right? Yeah. I do. I have all the stuff to do. My my friends support my beer journey and my uh, my passion, mm-hmm. and um, they buy me a lot of beer stuff. So I'm sitting here looking now at boxes unopened of brew kits and oh, also nice. some flights, there <laughs> some you go. glasses yeah. and flights, and the paddles and stuff over there. That's a ton of stuff that I would love to use, but. By the time I get to the beer, I'm just trying to pour it in the glass and drink oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. Well, I think. Well, the question I actually was going to ask you is what? Okay, so you like sours, obviously. We see it, see it in the Instagram, and you mentioned it. Uh, it, it, it it's a it's a hot thing right now. I, it might actually be past hot now. It might actually maybe even be heading the other way now. I think sours might have been hot like a year ago, but still, still hot. There's, locally, we're, we produce a, a lot of sours because it's hot as hell down here. Uh, what should people who don't? What should people get? Why should people get into sours? What sh- and what do they need to try? <clears throat> why should people get into sours? Or yeah, why? Yeah, are why? There a certain group of well, people. Well, how about this? If you like beer, sours more than they probably know. If you like beer, but you haven't got into sours yet, what would help someone? I'll say this. I'll say this. I push people to sours. I actually. Being a black woman who's a beer blogger and been doing this for years, there's not many black people who drink beer. Now everybody's drinking beer. But yeah, right, yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black people drink beer now. Yeah. And, and, and even women, too. Like, you know, yeah. getting into, you know what I know? Women, I, I didn't even realize how much, maybe I wasn't even thinking about that, how many women I did not see in a brewery. And if they All were right. somewhere, it was somebody's girlfriend. It wasn't yeah. somebody out there like me who was just out there with a, their own personal interest in beer. Yeah. Um, but with the sours, what I've noticed over a while is with introducing people to beer, because that's why people come to me. I have guys and friends all the time. I had a guy friend come to me who said, Chris, I took this girl. Uh, she she asked me to pick out a beer, and I picked out a Stella, and she uh-huh. called me back since. So <laughs> I need you to take me up here and let me know what to do. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you should have called me. <laughs> Yeah. Called me at the bar and be like, hold on real quick. The beer uh, but I was like, you know, yeah, that's, right. that's what beer is today. Like, you know, it has its own level of sophistication. You have a chick now who who's out to drink with you and says, hey, pick me out a beer off of this menu. That's yeah. a really good beer. And you pick her out some, I call it pigeon so, piss, like Bud Light. What you do for a living, um, what you, you know, look like, probably gonna be a what little, beers you order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter. yeah it's I know, true. Like, man, yeah, being it's judged like by freaking, wine, yeah, doggone, man. And judged by the beer you drink. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, if a woman just wants beer and I was single, I'd be interested in her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'd be on on dating stats immediately. Oh, my God. Yeah, back in the day, man, yeah, it'd be a wrap. Yeah, with the sour beers, though, um, it kind of ties in with me introducing people to beers. And my role is being a person who's educated and knowledgeable on this kind of stuff being able to educate and make others knowledgeable. It's not about holding all of the knowledge in for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a yeah. lot of times I actually introduce black people to sour beers because of the familiarity and the taste buds. Okay. You have to remember the senses on your palate and when you're new and being introduced to beer, how familiar you are with certain tastes and how unfamiliar you are with other things. There's only yeah. been one guy and one friend I've ever had that I gave him a beer and he literally... I don't know what kind of palate he has. It must be some type of computer type. He <laughs> drank that beer, and I'm literally looking at the bottle like, what in the hell is this? This is. Did you read the bottle before I poured this for you? Because he told me everything in that beer. Like, oh, there's oh, like wow. cocoa or something. And I'm like, there's cocoa. There's cocoa in here. <laughs> How does he know this? But um, I try to wow. bring it to the, the familiarity of the senses and your taste buds. Like, you know. A lot of black people, believe it or not, before anything salty or anything sweet, the sour taste is the most familiar taste. 
So the the sound and the thought and the idea of a sour beer is unattractive. Like a lot of things that somebody may say to you is might be unattractive if you think about it. But once you get to taste it or once you try it, and it's like, oh, this isn't half bad. You eat yeah. sour Skittles all day. Mm-hmm. You eat yeah. Starburst all sour, day. Sour yeah. Patch you know, Kids. Sour Patch Kids are pa- yeah. baller, Sour dude. Patch Kids, any type of thing that has, like, you know, an, an acidity to it, mm-hmm. even lemon, like, you know, yeah. your palate's heavily familiar with that. So as long as you don't have something that you maybe recently ate that's going to contrast it to make it too acidic or make it too overpowering, um, it's more easy for me to introduce people with sour beers than anything. Wow. Because I introduce okay. you to IPA, you're nine times out of ten more than likely not to like it because who's used to a bitterness in anything that they eat? Like a not a tartiness, a mm-hmm. bitterness. It's yeah, a heavy well, me, IPAs are about IPAs. like to me. You should drink an IPA with every single dinner. Like you should have 365 in a year. Yeah. Every time you're having dinner, you should have an IPA with it because you can almost eat anything with well, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. IPAs like universally yeah. pair. But if you're being okay, introduced well. to it, it's very difficult. Like I didn't like IPAs when I first like when I, I didn't like IPAs when we first started doing the show, and we've been doing this show for about three and a half years now. And initially, that was I mean, I, I think I, I I probably talked shit about IPAs on, the, on this very air probably at some point, <laughs> you know. And, and, and now and now we've that all is, been there. Yeah, now that's primarily like what I drink. Like that's mm-hmm. I pair I pair most foods with it. Uh, I pair most experiences with it. Like if I'm sitting at home watching college football, if I'm sitting home if, watching Mar- March Madness, yeah, yeah. I mean, IPAs on like, lock all weekend. It's like the center. Yeah. Of, it's like the center of it. Doesn't lean one way or this way. It's kind of just right there. Yeah. Now, now you can have versions that right. go certainly on extremes, but for the most part, I, it's I think it's just very style of yeah. beer. It's it, the it's easiest style to brew. It's most accessible. Um, well, it's probably most of them. But, yeah. yeah, and honestly, you know, me personally, I'm still on the fence with my IPAs. I initially would not drink an IPA. I probably mm. went a good year without drinking any IPAs. Easy peasy for me because <laughs> I was never a fan of IPAs. But when I started, you know, developing my knowledge of beer and, um, you know, just wanting to expand my palate, I started saying, hey, Draw back from the, the the styles that you're familiar with mm-hmm. and start getting into the the styles that you're not familiar Expand with. Expand those horizons. What's going to yeah. happen is you're going to yeah you're going to learn to enjoy it. It's like <laughs> this is a stupid comparison, but it's like being in one of those families where you you get married off to somebody and you don't know them. You may not well, love like them an arranged now, marriage. But you <laughs> give yourself yeah an arranged marriage. Give yourself a little more time. Mm-hmm. And, you know maybe in ten years you'll love the person. Yeah, you'll you'll learn to love them. And I find that, you know, when I say, hey, let me focus on, you know, coming across, not coming across, but drinking a little bit more um, porters and drinking a little bit more IPAs when I come across them so that I can, you know, get a little bit more familiar with the style. There are things that I don't like about these styles of beers, but I'm truly sure that there has to be some things nice about these styles of beers or they wouldn't be one of the common styles of beers that everybody drinks. So um, just, you know, taking notes to things that I do like versus what I don't like and going out finding those beers that I do like. Hey, when I have a porter, I wouldn't mind if it has vanilla in it. I wouldn't mind if it has coconut in it. Those Uh, complement the porter as well. So when I go out and I see a coconut porter, I'm willing to try it. Or with IPAs, I like a dry hopped or a double hopped IPA. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just in the name. Maybe it's really in the taste. Maybe it's in how it's filtered. Maybe it's like, you know, it's still bitter, but at least up front I'm not getting, you know, killed by, you know, hoppiness. And, you know, I can enjoy that, you know, hoppiness on the back end of it. You know, whatever it may be, you know, find the things that you enjoy, find the things you like, and then go out and search on, you know, based on what you like, and then try beers from there. Yeah. uh, So now I drink everything. Except for yogurts. I can't give me any yogurts yet. Yeah, I'm... I'm (laughs) <laughs> yeah, lagers are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I could drink them. If you can find an IPL, the Indian Pale Lager, you would probably really enjoy that. I have one. There's a local brewery here, Pontoon Brewery. They have an IPL that's one of their um, year-round. I want to say brews, mm-hmm. and it's not half bad at all. It's one mm-hmm. that I take home to my mom. Yep. She likes yeah. uh, yogurt, so if I if I can ever find like anything wheat lighter mm-hmm. yogurt style, she'll enjoy that. And fortunately. My mom's over 50. She's used to her Michelob. 
and her <laughs> amber walk and stuff. But fortunately, she sees my interest and my passion in beer. And if I can turn her on to something that's good, she's willing to try anything. So now I'm going home this weekend. When I come home, she's going to be looking at me like, where's my beer? Grab her because uh, she's gonna, <laughs> Cronenberg yeah, 1664. Yeah. She'd probably like that, too. Yeah. yeah. And she loves it. Like, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes with older people trying to get them, you know, trying anything new. Oh, you're setting their ways. Like what yeah. drinking, like oh, yeah. beer. Like, yeah. Like, I know some people who won't put a Coors Light down, even if you told them cancer was in the can. Oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that, you know, I know how stubborn I am and how I can be, but I do see that, you know, she sees the interest I have in it and she knows that, you know, hey, I'm enjoying these beers. Or I'll probably say or do something bad and make her feel about bad about what she's drinking. So uh, that's yeah. she Talk shit about her beer. Some craft you know. beer. Well, you know something. Yeah, it's, and she'll call me. She'll send me photos. She called me the other day. Oh, I have this one beer left. I didn't know I had it down here. Because I just put beer up and stuff when I'm home. Maybe I'll go visit one of the local beer shops there and grab a whole bunch of stuff and just throw some stuff in there for her that, you know, I know she'll like. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'm trying this one. I like this one. So that's always fun. Mom drinking the beer, picking out good beers for mom. So that's cool. That's cool. How's, how's your mom feel about yeah, your she, beer? She likes the IPOs. Oh, cool. Okay. How's your mom feel about your beer influencer status? She's all in. <laughs> She's very supportive. She's my biggest fan, if I must say. And um, she definitely is, you know, always anticipating or, you know, wanting to know more about what I'm doing next or, you know, what do I have planned or, you know, what am I uh, drinking for the day? All of my merch, my pins, my stickers, my magnets, she keep them on. I always have one around. So she's very supportive. And um, I think it's just something different for her. I don't think she probably would expect, like, wow, like, you're into beer this way, but... Yeah. Um, if I do a series or something and I need her, I'm like, hey, mom, try this beer. Tell me what you think. She overdoes it every single time. Like, uh-huh. she's a teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, just try this beer. Tell me what you think. Then I get into this whole 10-minute, like, she's experimenting with this beer, <laughs> writing out a paragraph. I'm just like, yo, I just needed for you to, to tell me how it tastes. You're, you're trying to do a little too much. But, um, yeah, she, she's really supportive. She's just a... She thinks she's the influencer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Man, she's that's... like the hop didn't fall that far. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, no, that's wonderful. That's good. That's good. I don't know. My mom even know I have this show, so that's. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I, I feel happier and extra for myself knowing my parents probably don't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. My mom, my mom has no idea what a podcast <laughs> is. Literally. Hi, mom. Yeah. Hi. She you know, probably I... doesn't know what a podcast is. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom does not know what a podcast is. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> she's like some an alien or something. It's an alien pod? Yeah. So, well, actually, no. My mom knows that I have this podcast. She just has no idea that it's about beer or anything like that. She's probably just like, oh, well, you, yeah, you do that. You're on the radio, right? Where can I find you on the radio? I'm like, well, my, well right. uh, you have to have, you, know, you got to have a computer first. Uh, you know, she has a computer, but she doesn't really not use it. She, but anyway, that's, a, that's, another, that's another podcast. So, um, so I. So, your best beer-related experience uh, so far? Man, there best beer-related experience. Do you yeah. mean like a? It could be from recent memory, if you want, or, yeah. or anything, anything that you can remember beer experience-wise. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be the specific beer itself. Just the experience yeah. around it could like, have been like, a brewery you went to that you had an experience at, or a meal that you had that you had an experience at. Yeah, we're like we're big on experiences here. We talk a lot about beer food pairings and we talk about yeah. a lot of beer and experience pairings. Like just going traveling to this place and having this beer. Sometimes whatever. going to the brewery is not just about the beer. It's about physically going to the place and seeing the tasting room and meeting the people mm-hmm. and seeing what's like yeah. what surrounds the target uh, oh, yeah. area. Well, I'll be honest with you. I went to Tennessee a few weeks back, and I went for the Southern Grist three-year anniversary, which was amazing, by the way. They had over 30 breweries there from in the region, regional area um, nice. set up to give. It was like a $60 ticket, but that's what I want to pay $60 for, an option of about 30 different breweries, mm-hmm. exclusive beers, you know, drinking all day. Like, that's what I want, but... As memorable and as good as a beer experience as that was, I actually just had one in the hometown, two, three miles up the street. I um, attended, well, one of the, uh, I think she's probably the marketing manager for them. She reached out to me and was basically saying that, you know, uh, one of our local breweries, Second Self Brewery, which is in Smyrna, Georgia, and 
Second Self Beer, excuse me, Second Self Beer Company. They're in Smyrna, Georgia. They're a few years old. They're still fairly young. And um, they're one of my backyard breweries, Upper okay. Easton, I guess, Upper Upper West. I don't know. You know, they've changed up a lot of stuff in Atlanta with what they name stuff. So oh, sorry, it's not Smyrna. It's Upper Westin. Oh, wow. is that <laughs> is that um, is that near the new Braves Stadium, or is it kind of like away? Um, I know uh, it's not it's new. I know it's not new anymore. Closer but to the new city. To okay, it's a little yeah, it's a little closer in the city, but. Um, yeah, so I went there, and um, one of the head brewers is uh, Zuri Coleman, and she's a female brewer, black woman, female brewer. I'm very close friends and cool with her. And I've been to Second Self plenty of times. I've done tours plenty of times, but they called me in to come do a tour um, between a certain time range on the weekend. So I went ahead and did it, and there were some few other, a few other bloggers from the city that they pulled out. Basically, what they did, and the marketing manager, whoever is running stuff there, she's very smart. Um, you know, using the power of influence in your local community and in your backyard to say, hey, this person's a foodie, this person's a blogger, this person does this and that. They're locals and they're bloggers, and we're in their backyard and they don't even know about us. And we're in a lot of people's backyard and they don't know about us. So they're doing some marketing initiatives and, you know, doing some not rebranding, but big branding things uh, this upcoming month. And um, just being with the, you know, not just the brewer, but being with the one of the founders. And sometimes breweries have like four or five founders. Sometimes they have yeah. one or two. Um, this brewery happened to have two. And, um, you know, getting his experience and him being so vulnerable with us, open, it was an intimate experience. We tried every beer and whether it was their flagship beer, how many times they had Mess with the recipe, changed it up. One beer they had did it 52 different versions of the beer. By the time I got to 52, I was impressed. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because that was a beer that was one of their flagship beers that when I first had their beer, I didn't like that beer. And everybody else liked it, and I never enjoyed it. And now having it after the 52nd time of them making a different version and variant of it, I enjoy the beer so much. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, knowing that, you know, you guys brew this beer that many times trying to change up the recipe and do certain stuff with the herbs. Like, you know, that makes me more interested in the beer. That makes me want to try it. And that makes me happy to promote this flagship beer on behalf of this brewery and getting that intimate experience with that brewer and that, uh, that owner of that brewery. We just lost her. I think we did. Are you there, Chris? It might have been her phone. Yeah. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> yes, we are indeed back. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not sure what happened there, but it's all good. It's all good. We can uh, internet gremlins. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. worries. I, I think I remember where I left off. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, that intimate experience um with that brewer and that founder of that brewery that's in mm -hmm. my backyard that you know mm -hmm. i won't say i neglect but i truly kind of neglect that you know it's right there and sometimes beer doesn't even have to be the best beer i've ever had anywhere it's about you know those valuable experiences and about that craftsmanship and about that artisanship that goes into craft brewing which makes it so important and what which you know makes it you know a community like you know this is these, these people are putting together great beers great concepts in my backyard in my community got to support that so maybe it just kind of not even a humbling experience but took me back a bit to you know my beginner days of learning about beer and going on brewery tours back then because i haven't done a brewery tour in ages i feel like it's a waste of my time yeah, yeah. I know it's back there. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, only right. one brewery here. I want to get back there and see what kind of equipment they got because they're making like some crazy magician stuff in there. I know they have a lot of money, but <laughs> besides yeah. all of that, it's like you know, there's nothing special about your brewery tour that's really going to amaze me at this point. I've seen it all, so yeah. um, you yeah. know, just having that and get, as a blogger because that's what you sometimes look for when you want to go to a brewery and do a tour and get an interview in. You want that intimate, detailed rundown of you know everything of who your baby is and i got that this past saturday and i'm like so excited about what they're about to do this upcoming spring and the re-releases of some of my favorite styles of beers 
and being able to, you know, journal that experience and document it and put it out there for other people to, you know, be a part of and share as well. That's that's awesome. That 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 is a hell of an experience. That that's that's really cool. It's really cool. So, tell us about upcoming what upcoming beer trips and adventures slash adventures that you have coming up. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, first thing on my radar that's coming up as far as travel, um, let's see, March, April. I'm planning to take a trip to Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh, we've been, nice. we've been talking about that for. For yeah, years. Years. probably the whole time we've had the show. Yeah, so really. Oh yeah, we've always Atlanta's wanted to go. Atlanta's a very good central point for some stuff. So I went ahead and went to Tennessee um, this past month, and um, I'm trying to you know drive to anywhere in my parameters that I can. That's you know a couple hours drive. So I went to Nashville, Tennessee's out the way. Now I'm going to make um, my trip over to North Carolina. I have a good friend who's from there, so probably making a trip with her. We'll ride up there and <clears throat> take a few days off go explore the city, explore the local breweries. And um, outside of that, fresh uh, the Fresh Beer Fest, which is actually America's only black-owned and black-run beer festival at this point. This is the second annual event, the Fresh Fest, excuse me. And uh, I'm planning to go to that. That one's going to be in Pittsburgh in August. Okay, okay. Oh, cool. Yes, and cool. yeah, Very you got cool. some some cool stuff like they're yeah. they're really amping it up this year um i wasn't able to make it last year because i decided to prioritize a event um here well yeah a beer festival here in atlanta which was dames and dregs which was like a, a women empowered beer festival which was really cool dope and amazing and the yeah. best beer festival i've ever been to wow, today okay. um oh the best like what made and it the best the first year of execution i'm so shocked we go, well, we go to a best. fairly share of beer festivals down here locally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. A, a, but we, how many yeah, times do you go to a beer festival with people who, two people who are familiar with the city, very well respected, credible um, in the beer scene, in the beer community here. They put together all of their experience and their knowledge, and they sum this up in one big beer festival. You had panels with some of some women and some people in beer and local people who are doing some amazing, phenomenal things. You had an array of local, an array of craft breweries throughout Georgia, from Florida, from everywhere. If you are a woman in brewing or women in craft, they're pink boots. Every like, yo, it was really big and it was in a great location. It was in underground, which is Mm -hmm. kind of a deceased area now, but um, down there, they still have a few venues still open down there, like where they do the big um, concerts and stuff. And they had it down there and it was open space. It was nice weather. They had other um, craft uh, distilleries and stuff there. So you had, you know, some options to try out some alcohol here and there, but man, an experience like no other. I could hop over here and grab a beer. I could walk over to that merch table of whatever brand yeah. is. Up. I could go inside and watch a show. I could go over here and listen to a panel and watch, you know, or, or be a part of a podcast. It was some of it. I'm, I'm talking cool. about this is what I want in a beer festival. Yeah, it it, it yeah. seems like a Full conference experience. in one day. It was a conference all in one. Yeah, but say it's really a conference yeah. in one day. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's more comprehensive than you're just kind of walking around and trying different things and yeah. hopefully, hopefully talking to the brewer, getting lit up. Yeah, you know, right. They had guides and stuff everywhere. Like they did the damn thing. I, and then for that to be their first year, that's how you know those guys, uh, Patrick and Rebecca, I believe, are their names. They, they, they knew what the hell they were doing. They yeah. they're not new to this stuff. They're yeah. not some big corporate, some big brand. Or, you know, a part of some big, like, they put their minds together and put this stuff together on their own. And they had the right resources for it. And it, best best festival, like I said, I've ever been to. Wow, that's ever. cool. Cool. No, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah there's uh, this weekend, actually, down in uh, Fort Lauderdale is the uh, Female Brew Fest uh, down in an area called Hollandale. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar right. with it. But, yeah, it's it's, it's this weekend. It's a, yeah, it's like they people... someone from Hollandale. I used to visit there a lot. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, a number of uh, local local to us, Tampa people, are going to be down that one as well. So it's funny, so it's funny you mentioned that because it just, it just got kind of came up in a conversation not long ago. So. So that, that's that's excellent. That's that's really cool. Really cool. Uh, let's see. I, I guess this is my 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 final question. Um, and then actually, and then there's uh, and then, well, I had final two questions. The first first question is sure. where where are you going from here? What's next? Like, I mean, not just 
terms of tr- beer trips and adventures, but what's next for the, the craft beer connoisseur brand? Is there going to be a Hughes Festival at some point? Yeah, yeah, craft beer connoisseur festival. <laughs> Con- connoisseur con, yeah, so. Well, um, I always feel like, uh, you know, people work better together. And with that being said, I have my own personal endeavors and my own personal ventures, but I do have some things I'm working on large in a larger group collectively with a few other influencers and women and women of color in craft beer, and it's really amazing. Um, I'm actually a part of a group called Craft Women Connect. I just, uh, well, we just, excuse me, created that group maybe a, a month or two ago. Oh, okay. uh, myself, Jen Price of the Atlanta Beer Boutique and the Chick's Guide to Beer. She's actually opening up her own beer boutique here in Atlanta within the next year. And then um, another influencer and blogger here, uh, her name is Michelle. She's um, of Excited to Feast. And mm-hmm. there are two other young ladies who moved recently from Atlanta to California to um, further, uh, I guess, further their journey in craft beer and brewing and their names are Caitlin and Brittany and they're a part of Beers a Go Go and they homebrew, um, they blog as well and they moved up to Cali and we all got together and we're like, you know, hey, like Atlanta is diverse as it gets. Atlanta has so much culture. Oh yeah. And yeah. with you know, yeah, with the beer scene booming the way it is, if you're talking about diversity and craft beer, this is the only place you're going to get it. If there was diversity in craft beer before any other place, it would be very apparent. If I go yeah. to Colorado, if I go to Cali, if I go to all these other places, I'm running into the same situation where I'm running into places where there's not a lot of people who look like me. In Atlanta, yeah. I'm not going to walk into a brewery, and there's not anyone around here who doesn't look like me. And it's crazy because there aren't any black-owned breweries yet yeah. with their own physical brick and mortar. Try so Santa Barbara. Crazy, but... It's a cool yeah. little town, town in, in uh, mid-California, Santa yeah. Barbara, around the water. Um, there's like some yeah. cool little breweries. I, I mean, it's it's touristy, but for the most part, it's pretty diverse. Yeah, oh, Santa Barbara, and, and then New Orleans had some breweries too when we were there. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans is a, yeah, New also Orleans another diverse city. They're, yeah, they're slow. They're, they're New coming Orleans, up. You have to slow. go a little bit out of the city to kind of get the stuff. Yes. They have Paris yes. Brewing, which is freaking amazing. That ghost yeah, machine yeah. is like. Whenever I can get my hands on that, I trade anything for that if I can. I love ghost machine. Um, but yeah, New Orleans has some good stuff, but really, like, you know, where the culture is and re- where everything happens is in Atlanta. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, with that diversity in the beer scene, like, you know, a couple of us got together and we said, hey, let's do something great. Like, you know, we're women of color. We know the challenges that we had coming into the beer scene, no matter what angle it was that it came from. And let's make a group that's supportive of all and every, you know, woman out here that, you know, is looking for their place in craft beer, whether it be an influencer, whether it be a brewer, whether it be someone who's just here to taste beer, whether it be someone who's putting on events. We just made that safe haven in, you know, a place and created that network for women who look like us. And it's not to say it didn't exist, but it's just a matter to say that if we're all beer influencers and, you know, people who are pinpointed in our community here, in a very diverse community, and we don't feel like, you know, we have a women's group truly that looks like us or makes us feel like, you know, it, it, nobody ever makes you feel bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, you it's know, beer. I mean, it's yeah. It's still <laughs> like, you know, sometimes people ain't always talking about the things you want to talk about. Like, when I get with my girls and we're drinking a beer, we're talking about some other shit that, you know, maybe when I go to these other groups, they probably be like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, it's you know, a it sense is, of familiarity. It is, it is what it is. So. That'd be yeah, an episode, it's a sense of familiarity <laughs> because the only... Yeah, the only way we're going to bridge that gap and continue to allow diversity to build into craft beer and, you know, allow this to be a welcoming community and environment for people is for people like us who have important positions and who are known as influencers to come out here and use our education and use our knowledge for others and to help others out. There are a lot of people out here who before it was the whole, oh, I don't want to get fat. Oh, no, there's too many calories. I can't drink this and that. It makes me feel this way. Now you know there's craft beer. Now you understand the difference between your Michelob's and your local craft breweries the same way you do your mom and pop shops and your Walmart. Like you understand what craft beer is. You understand that, you know, people are, this is an art. And I think with that, like, you know, us creating that safe space for people and women to come into, like, you know, if this had been open for me five years ago, there's so much with craft beer that I would not have had to learn on my own. 
I would have been able to go to some women who knew everything there was about beer, whether that that was a woman who was an influencer and a blogger who was extreme and unapologetic in anything she does, me, or (laughs) if there's someone like Jen, you know, Jen from Beer Boutique or Beer from Chick uh, Get Lick and from Atlanta Beer Boutique who's opening up her own uh, beer boutique here in Atlanta. No one's ever done that, and she's a woman, and she's running it and funding it on her own, you know, like, these are the kind of people you want to be. You got Caitlin yeah. and Brittany who, you know, have worked for different breweries here in the city who brew at home and are, can make some great exceptional homebrew beers and know the process. I, yeah. If I had those network of women five years ago to reach out to, it probably wouldn't even be no, the craft beer connoisseur because <laughs> I wouldn't even have been, you know, challenged to, you know, figure out this stuff. So that's why, you know, we're here. That That's something that's big to me is that net, that network and that group and Craft Women Connect. Yeah. Like, you know, women who are out there who started where I started to be able to say, oh, I thought I was going to have to dig deep. Girl, I can tell you what store to go <laughs> to, who to ask for, what to say, and what to get. Boom. Yeah, yeah. We, we can do that. And, and, it, and it's, it's good and it's fun. So that's something big that's going on. That's Outside awesome. of that, though, um, I have curated an event, a... Um, uh, a beer, a beer pairing, and I want to say sharing experience because I'm, I'm I'm going to incorporate beer sharing into it, but it's I, I'm not going to release the name now till I have my flyers done and my venue well my venue secured, but my flyers done, my dates done, everything, everybody's sponsoring, tied up and together. But let's for now call it the ultimate craft beer experience, okay. and it will be here by this May, and it's definitely going to be something that's a baby for me. Because I've spent a lot of time previously curating and creating events for other people and doing that over the years and putting my brand on the back burner. And this is it for me. This is everything that I've wanted in my own experience for, you know, a craft beer event um, as just a a connoisseur, as a woman, as a black person. This is Mm. what I want in an event and I feel like I can put it together and put it out there and everybody else will take to it and they're going to enjoy it. So look for some more details on that soon. As soon as I solidify it, you'll be one of the first to know about it for sure. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah, that's been my, my concentration for the last couple of weeks and, yeah, so this May or at the latest June, depending on, you know, I, I try to work around what beer festivals and stuff are going on here and there because originally when I planned it, there was another beer festival and I'm like, oh, crap, I can't do that because everybody's going to that. So yeah. I think I got all that squared out now. And I got a, yeah, I got a chef. We're going to have some beer-infused parents. She's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I got some local breweries that I'm looking out to, you know, uh, reaching out to the sponsors and stuff and black-owned breweries because what justice would I be doing any of us if yeah. I didn't have no black-owned breweries <laughs> making beer out here, promoting them and putting them out here so that people know that they're here because yeah, they some exist. people don't even yeah right right yeah so I'm, I'm gonna i like artistry so i love um artists whether it be music or whether it be physical artists so i have a, a friend or a few friends who are artists that you know i'm going to give them a platform hey come bring your art out you display it maybe sell mm-hmm. some work at least put it out there for eyes to see so like i said this uh, ultimate craft beer experience is, is what I should call is the ultimate craft experience because that's truly what it is. is It's going to be all of, you know, everything that I want on my, on my side from what I've seen over the years in one event. So that's... hopefully I sum that up all nice. And you get to dress up and look nice. Oh, shit, so. yeah, dude. Yeah, nice. <laughs> you don't okay. have to wear a beer T-shirt that says drink beer from here. Not that I don't dislike those shirts. Like oh, those yeah, shirts yeah, yeah. Things, I'm just saying. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm sexy and I want to look cheap. Okay, well, hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Wow. wow. Man, no, this was awesome. Um, one thing, like, all right, so we are, we are coming to Atlanta in September. Um, our wives are actually going to let us out the house, which mm-hmm. happens like once a year. And we're bringing USF <laughs> with us. And we're, bring, and we're bringing USF Nation with us. Uh, the Bulls Yay. are playing Georgia Tech on September 7th, and we're, we're going to be up there. Love to run into you, have some beers, you know, um, talk some shit, you know. Just, I just yeah. wrote that down. So the so the Bulls are playing Georgia Tech. Yes, yes, yeah, September. And 7th. I need I need to see I need to see USF because you know I was there when we had three different coaches within less than four years. So I went from Levitt to Holt to uh, the other guy. I forget his name. Uh, w- w- Willie, Willie, yeah, Willie, baby, the, yeah, 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 Willie, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm glad that, you know, my team is doing good out there. We had a good last year, and I need to go make my way to a game. And we have a good USF alumni network here. So, okay. so September 7th, Ooh. let me get my Well, well you're talking together. to – I'm, I'm a grad, it's and Johnny's a fan, so you're talking to USF fans. Yeah, so, yeah. So we, we, yeah. Go, we go to games. We, we were in New Orleans to watch him play Tulane. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the I last And I think trip. BJ Daniels – I think BJ Daniels is up here in Atlanta because I bump into him here and there. Oh, yeah? Or at least he commutes here pretty often. Oh, yeah, I know the, I know the football player. I know them all. Oh, we yeah. We to make sure we have a good time this September 7th uh, if they're oh, coming up yeah. this way. Hell, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's for sure. That's for sure. And a lot, a lot of people, that's the game, like, because USF doesn't get a lot of good road games, so you do mm-hmm. like one a year. And that's probably going to be the one. Like, yeah, for this year, I think definitely. Yeah. It, it was definitely Chicago last yeah. year. Yeah, when it, yeah. We, we weren't able to do that. But then New Orleans was the one the year before, and yeah, we didn't, years we ago, didn't we make did that one. And yeah, yeah. It was pretty much like all USF. Like, like by the end of the game, the stadium was pretty much all USF. Mm-hmm. The bars were pretty much all USF. You know, mm-hmm. it was all, yeah, you know. And we made that a craft beer trip, too. So we actually, oh, yeah. actually went to pretty much every brewery in, in the New Orleans metro. Lab. Yeah, yeah. Paraloo Beer Lab. Paraloo. Okay. Good one. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so no, we'll be we'll definitely be in Atlanta for sure. Uh, when you have information about about your event, please let us know. I will promote the hell out yeah. of it. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, and I still know a lot of people up there too. So I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get some people to come out. And yeah, no, yeah, for sure. That's that sounds like sounds like the plan. So definitely, so, definitely. So and so, I appreciate this so much, guys. Um, before we drop off or anything, I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, this has been fun. It's been great. After all of these years, I'm actually starting to do some interviews and podcasts, which makes me feel like, oh, somebody's listening to me. (laughs) So I I truly appreciate the opportunity and um, anything you guys ever need of me, I'm always here. Hit me up. You have my cell. You have my Instagram. Whichever way is easiest for you to communicate with me, let me know. Um, I appreciate your support just as much as you appreciate mine, and mine is always here. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Pleasure has been all ours. Um, this has been awesome, actually. Uh, yeah, no, this, you know, this, I, I wish we were closer. We would hang out more often. I know. Get, get some beers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We be having beers all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2019 of them, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, those beers are going to get drunk somehow. So, <laughs> And if you're ever in Tampa, of, of course. Oh, hit know, us up if you are to come down. Yeah. yeah, for sure. sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. So, All right, so for now, i got to do the, the, the extra. Uh, Now the glasses are empty, the mics are off. This is Balls and Brew.